We're back for episode three. It's the Vogel Rugby Podcast. Welcome back to the Vigo Rugby Podcast, episode three this week. We are back. Thanks for listening. Um, we're going to open up this week with one of our special guests, who is also the man who brings us the mind-blowing fact of the week. We are joined by Adam Whitehead. How are you doing, Adam? Not too bad, Nick. It's been a, been a bit of a rush week, but it's good to be back with the podcast. Uh, good, 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 good. We're, uh, we're pleased to have you back, mate. And uh, once again, you've got our rugby fact of the week for us this week. I'm hoping it's a good one because last week's absolutely blew my mind. So hit us with this one. What you got? The fact of the week is that the whistle to kick off the opening game of the World Cup match is called the Gil Evans whistle, which was first used back, uh, back in the day by a Welsh referee in 1905 but it's still used to start every World Cup to date. The same, the same whistle has been used to start every single World Cup? Since 1905, and it's called the Gil Evans whistle after Gil that Evans. referee. The Rugby World Cups? Rugby World Cups, yeah. That, that is amazing. I can't believe it. I actually can't believe that's the same whistle. Well, that is another absolute mind-blowing fact, mate. <laughs> You've done well there. Yeah, I've been doing my research. <laughs> oh, great stuff alright mate well thanks very much for uh, for coming on giving us uh, next fact of the week that is another cracker and we'll have you again next week yeah man looking forward to it good, good, good stuff alright thanks mate and we will catch up with Adam for another fact of the week next week um, I can't believe that that whistle has opened every World Cup that there's ever been. Uh, and it's been around since 1905, the Gil Evans whistle. So that's something new for us. Apologies for the bit of interference at the start of that call there. Um, I'm sure you all understood what the fact was by the end of it anyway, but we'll, uh, we'll work that out for next week. But for now, it's that time again. It's Piggy Blinders. How are you, James? Not bad, not bad. Yourself? Not too bad, mate, not too bad. So you've got three more for us this week. Got and this week more. you've done your... Research. I've done my research, very in depth research. Hope so. In the last five <laughs> minutes. Don't get it wrong, mate. <laughs> so, again, Danny sits pass, penalty advantage. Oh, two weeks in a row. Again, it's unfair it out. that he keeps passing it like that, it's though. It's unbelievable. Although, once again, I've got to, got to say, I don't think he knew much about it. Penalty advantage. Someone, he gets blitzed by someone and just, just flings, flings it. it and it lands perfectly in the car's hands. Wrist yeah. of gold. Wrist of gold, yeah, as you said. <laughs> And the big one from today, uh, South Africa beating the All Blacks. First time in, God, I can't remember how many years. But in New Zealand. In New Zealand as well. Bone Barrett, doing his best game for a wonky line out at the floor. Uh, yeah, big result for them. Amazing. It makes the rugby championship tight. Very interesting. Very tight. And uh, I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but there's going to be something else that makes it tight. Yeah, we've, uh, it's not going to be one of my third options. Okay, but, but we can talk about it then, talk about this morning. Australia losing to Argentina. Right, tight rugby In Australia as well. And, uh, Big time. Izzy Flau fucking it from the last minute. Oh, Izzy Flau, how do you feel? Flau. How do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel? Apparently he's got a big... I bet all the gay guys are laughing you know, at him now. Probably, because he's been <laughs> mugging him off, and now they're just going... <laughs> going positive fucking ball. Unluck- unlucky, is he? <laughs> last one, has to be. By my first team, beating Folkestone. First game of the season. London has South is free. Has, has to, to be. be. What our, a last, win. our last minute try as well. 81st minute, Marcus Hunt in the corner. Minute, Marcus Hunt. Wonderful. They were some wonderful piggy blinders, James. And thanks for doing your research this no week. No worries, it's been great. I haven't made a mistake. <laughs> and we'll get you for another week's worth next no week. No worries, see you later. Lovely. Cheers, James. Bye. All right, we're back with the usual faces. Breakfast Club. 
How we doing, guys? We are with Tony. Hello, Tony. Hi, mate. Ollie McSweeney's joined us. Hi, Nick. And Jake's here as well. Hi. Good, good, good. Let's talk about what we were just talking about before we started recording. That game this morning, South Africa, New Zealand. Obviously, I turned it off early. You guys were just telling me exactly why Bowden Barrett was such a screw up this morning. He's mm. both. Yeah, that's it. It's like, we, you know, it was always his weakness from the start, wasn't it, that he's kicking. But I thought in the, like, the last couple of months he'd like real sorted it out. He seemed to be doing fine, like, kicking to the post and stuff, but he's mm. essentially lost them the game today. Why wouldn't you let Danny and Kinsey kick? Yeah, that's what I thought. They've got to have someone else yeah. that's got, Do you that's think got a boot. Because they started sticking it in the corner or taking the scrum rather than kicking up post when realistically they probably should have kicked the post. Because there was that one near the end, is about 70 minutes now. So um, is it not, just not his choice? Is it Kieran no, Regan, also, we're going for this man? You know, as a kicker, like the captain will come up to you and go, have you got it? And you're like, yeah, or you can, you know, as a kicker, you can sit there and be like, no, I haven't got it in the locker room. To be fair, but, 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 50, but 15 minutes, uh, 15 minutes out in front of the post, that's, you know. And I, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, New Zealand back themselves to, to do the job on that. But if they've taken that penalty now, and I know you can say that about England in 2015 and hindsight and all that sort of stuff. But they've banged that over, that they've got eight minutes to score a try, that's four minutes with LaRue still in the bin. Mm. You know, you back yourself then. Yeah. Oh, LaRue was in the similar zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so he got 65 minutes. For... He was offside when he dived in. Yeah, he was offside coming around the ruck. Um, but then also, yeah, right at the end, they've had a five-metre scrum right in front of the posts. Every other ten in the world is sat there in the pocket screaming, give me the ball for a drop goal. It's like a tennis drink. And actually what they did was they went left and did a P1. And it's like, that's New Zealand strike move from ten metres out. Yeah. Interesting. Um, would it, if Lemus um, Sopwang hadn't gone to Wasps, would he have been on that last ten minutes? Because sometimes no, he was, he was the repl- he was the replacement no, for the last playing, ten fifteen. Um, what's the Richard Richard Morano? He started last week for New Zealand. Yeah, but is he only the backup because Sopwang is not? Yeah, probably. Oh, I did notice in the week as well that Sopwang did an interview and said that the players are wising up to New Zealand rugby union. And the fact that they don't get paid anything compared to what people in Europe are getting paid. Really? Mm. What super rugby? They're not getting paid much. I or guess. I guess not. I, I mean, I saw. I read only read like the first two paragraphs, but basically the idea of the article was like the uh, the article title was that <laughs> New Zealand players are yeah maybe <laughs> New Zealand players are wise enough to the fact that they don't get enough money from because they're centrally contracted. They're not contracted to. Super rugby clubs, are they? The they're centrally contact, contracted to New Zealand rugby. Same as, yeah, a few of them. Plus, like Wales, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're centrally contracted as well, but they don't. The Those guys that are getting paid from New Zealand rugby, who are like the, the All Blacks players, yeah. they're not on as much money by a long way that they could earn as when the they go abroad, though, hence why they keep going abroad. the Premiership level as France? Because oh, I guess. Well, yeah, no one come makes to as much money as France. Well, look at, like, Piertel is. Charles He's back in the Premiership again. Piertel's the highest paid player in the world, isn't it? Mm. Actually, I think uh, Gitto might be the most in Japan now. They were not looking too bad last week again against Saracens. I saw the highlights midweek and Mm. they actually looked decent. I think George Smith, if he hadn't got that red card, I reckon that's a different outcome. Good what? result for them getting that rescinded as well. I know, you're talking of getting the card rescinded, what was your thoughts? Because for me now, I've, I've watched it on the RFU like official angles, like all the angles, and I reckon he makes contact with the shoulder and the ball bounces up and whiplashes Jackson around the face. Have you guys looked at it at all? 
No, sorry, mate. I've seen the food. Okay. I mean, I think if he's explained it, if he's had a chance to go in there and explain it, he's obviously explained how he should get away with it. But I thought the rule was that you had to tackle even lower than the shoulder now. So lower if he's made contact with the shoulder, surely that's still a higher tackle. Are they doing that just in Super Rugby? Mm. I think yeah, it shows it's, only in one, it's only in one place. They're just trialling it at the moment. Oh, right. So is it one of the law, uh, law variations? Yeah. At least it right, shows right, right. that rugby's not going soft. It's still, it's a big yeah, hit, well, at least, yeah, at least it got rescinded. That's pretty cool. But mm. they uh, obviously last night, Bristol, not quite result. Yeah, no, I saw that last night. Um, well, I say I saw it. I saw some of it. Uh, big result oh, for your boys. I see it. Big result for Tony's, Tony's Cherry and Whites. Was it just the performance of... Was it the performance of Cipriani again? I didn't... No outrageous passes this week. We could just, probably were, you know, We probably could have done some more research and watched the highlights first, but maybe we'll just talk about it later on when we've yeah. watched the highlights in the Premiership Roundup. Perfect. I'd imagine. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Getting on, because we're running out of time for breakfast, guys. Uh, this week, obviously, feedback from last weekend. It was cracking day. We all felt like we left some points out on the pitch, but we all kind of decided... First week's first week, wins a win, we'll take it. First and week, everyone, new league. Everyone had a good game, so we, like you can't complain. <coughs> what was the feedback from coaches, training? Same, points left out there. Uh, training wasn't great numbers again this week, which was... Fitness for you boys on Tuesday, wasn't there? It's not running, running, running. It's quick and over and done with, so the boys don't really mind. Yeah. And they do uh, it in the middle of drills rather than like waiting to the end and now we're doing fitness yeah, or yeah, doing yeah. fitness at the start and then... So we did, we, it, what we sort of all predicted last week, as in we weren't getting to the breakdown of the <coughs> attack, was literally what everyone tackles. spotted. So and, um, a bit of fitness, a bit of speed. Uh, positioning and okay. things. Uh, and the team has changed. Track. I think I nearly saw Tony pass out on Tuesday night trying to do them um, burpees. Mate. I didn't see your arms get above your nipples when you were getting up from that one. Um, they weren't at the start, <laughs> and then you fucking started shouting at me. <laughs> Then Uncle, they got Uncle John called, called you Bringing out, attention to Uncle John. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the team's changed from last week. <coughs> since that, we've tried to make it a little bit more pacey to get to them breakdowns on time. By the looks of it, we'll go through the team now. So we've once again... Oh, start off with Phil Salt. Phil Salt's performance last week. Yeah. Best, yeah. best he's probably ever played. I was going to say, I mean, it's probably well. the best I've seen yeah. him play in a good few years. Um, which is good, because he's still not... Training all the time. Yeah, to come in and play the structure. So he's done. He's done pretty well. That, I think. He hasn't um, trained for about two years. So. <laughs> and it and it's reflected in the team this week. Obviously, he's kept his spot. So Phil starting um, with Will uh, and Harry hooking. Then Liam and Jake are second rows. Then we've got Dave Winston, Luke Henderson, and a return for Angus Wilson Goose, mm. uh, which is sort of the change I was talking about. Trying to move a bit more pace into the team, less weight and more pace this week. Yeah. Don't know if that's a reflection of what John knows about old Willies or not, but he, uh, it's happening. He said that their backs are decent and they're going to be well drilled and they'll probably crash in once or twice and then spin it wide. Um, so that'll be for interesting. Me, what, for me, what you lose in go forward ball from Hazy carrying, you probably gain in fitness from Goose. That's probably the, the difference, which is I, I imagine what they're looking for. It's just on the rest of the boys to pick up the carry on, really. Definitely, definitely. It's, it's tough when, when Hazy's not there, it's, it shows in the, in the carrying. So a few extra people will have to take the ball on. Uh, in the backs, we've got Dom at nine, Tony at ten. Um, Sticko and Checo on the wings. Interesting move out for Checo. I'm sure he's not very happy about it, but he's he's there. He's there to do a job, and he will, I'm sure. Marcus is at fullback again, um, and left the centres till the end. A uh, little change. We've got Vinti still in there, except moved out to 13 this week, and we got Ollie Stringer 
coming in for his first game the big year at 12 Ollie Stringbean um, good big time for him to get a start Willie's I mean, some of the most glorious hands at the club for yeah. Ollie Stringbean great great hands on him he's just he's got two he's a 10 in a forwards body isn't he yeah. like Pat Norton we've got a couple of them in our club yeah but then I mean even as he's tucking into his double to an extent Winnie as well is the yeah. same kind of guy so hopefully having the same type of player there but it would be a, be a big game for, uh, yeah. for Ollie today got a chance to put a marker down because you know you have a good game today against two good centres at, at Willie's mm. keep yourself in the team yeah, there the is. bench is interesting this week the bench is Dan Norton, Rob Hayes, Liam Evans, three forwards, two back rows. Again, that's sort of like the tactic we went with in the playoff when we had four yeah. subs, he took three back rows. You've also got a back pan in the forwards, so Winnie's can obviously... Winnie's going to be our cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, we were talking yesterday, like, Emma has her baby today. Yeah, obviously Winnie's... I think that's why he's got the second back row. Yeah, Judas, yeah. Because Winnie's going to have to just shoot off. Big, big times, big today. important times for Winnie. Mm. Today and we wish them the best of luck and hopefully Marcus at 15. That'll be uh, for him as well. That baby week, be born soon. We uh, hope. Marcus at 15 last week was brilliant. After I, don't a, a, I don't know if he has a space. I just love I watching really him nice. in open space. It's really yeah. I like to see him in space out wide. I like him. No, mate, I like him on the wing because I think if you give, give, give someone the ball on the wing, you put them 1v1. Put someone at fullback, you put them 1v15. Yeah, fair. And finding the hole ain't the same as beating someone one on one. I mean, yeah, his yeah, strength on is someone beating someone one on one. Give him the hand, yeah. give him the, the fist, fist. The, the fit, the elbow, <laughs> the whatever. whatever he uses to get rid of them yeah. people. I'm just glad I ain't been on the end of it. The barge pole. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> well, I look forward to that today. Right, we've had an extra long breakfast club today all 11 minutes out of it so we better go but uh, thanks very much guys cheers and we'll, uh, we'll talk later see you in a bit cheers okay it's that time it's time for drive time uh, this week we are in the car for drive time with Jake French hello another new drive time for you this week uh, Jake we're going to start off with the regular questions first off what do you do when you arrive at the club going in there to get changed what do you do what's the first thing you do in the changing room Usually, chuck a bit of abuse at Liam, um, yep. then just sit down, chill out, have a chat to Will, have a little walk around, maybe go out, have a look on the pitch, get Hendo's verdict on whether what we need to wear on the day, the footwear of choice. Well, like studs or mould? Studs or mould. Okay. Uh, talk to Trev, and then go in, slowly start getting changed, shout out Liam for taking too long, yep. and then just get on the pitch and kick the ball around until we get told to do something else. Nice. And when you're going out to play, What's the last thing you do? You're literally about to walk out of the changing rooms, game's kicking off in 30 seconds, what do you do? Touch the sign above the yeah. door. Yeah, got to touch the sign above the it's, door. It's you know? the one. It's, the, it's what started, you do. It started last year, can't, can't it's stop what we it do. Now. Can't stop, it's lucky. Um, what is your best pump-up music? So, it's probably, I hate to say it, it's the same as Liam's. Remember the name, before oh. minor. I, don't, I still don't even know what it is. I introduced it to him as well. But I don't know what it's a is. great song. I'm gonna have to look it up. It's a real good song. I mean, I know, yeah, yeah, but I just it, didn't understand he it. He sang it real, real badly. But it's a, it's a great song. It's a good pump up song. Um, okay, gets you in the mood. All right, fair play, fair play. That's Tony Whitehead in the back, by the way, in it's case anyone tea. was wondering. He's on the way to the game today, which is Vigo versus Old Williamsonians at home. Old Williamsonians or Old Williamstonians? Williamsonians. Williamsonians, isn't it? Stupid name, stupid name either way. Willies! 
Uh, Jake, the twos. What do you think of this one? The twos at Vigo are away against Medway threes. I've played. I've played against Medway for the twos before. So have I. A very. I suppose it depends what what their twos are doing because they're. Uh, we've gone there before and beat them convincingly, and we've gone there before and they've been young, fit, and absolutely destroyed us. So I think it's. As with most second and third teams, it depends on the strength and depth of the club and how they're doing further up the teams. Uni boys are back now as well. They've got yeah. a good link with universities at Medway. Oh yeah, they might be back as well. Or, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, this week's well, yeah, this week's their first week back at the unis. Um, so I actually played my my second ever game for Vigo uh, for the twos against Medway away against the threes. I played that game. Played ten. Yep. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. And we had uh, Chex- was that Chexfield's first game? No, che- Chexfield's first. Yeah, that was his first first thing. Uh, second thing, actually. Is it adult worse though? Yeah, I uh, think no, it was his first game. He played a game for the oh. freeze. He's got before. a couple of tries anyway. That was back when he had hair. Yeah, well, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nothing on that head now. Absolutely Interesting nothing. Interesting fact for you: last time I played for the twos against Medway, I scored a touchline conversion. Oh, of course you did, Jake. Knowledge man. Of course you did. Sexual. Um, the thirds are at Cliff Twos. Uh, you were, we were just talking about it. It's good to see them them growing. New rugby clubs in the area. Yeah, they haven't been around long. To get two it's, teams out is actually quite impressive. Yeah, it's decent work from Cliff. Well done over there. But although, obviously, we're hoping that you are rubbish today and yeah. we can pick up three wins today for the boys. Club win would be great. Um, Jake, as always, drive time. We want from you a story. We want a story about one of the boys. Now, the rules are you don't mention anyone's names. Yep. But it can be as horrendous as you want. So, Hit me. Uh, I think it was three years ago, three or four years, when Leicester won the Premier League football. Uh, we went up there, obviously Leicester is bouncing, everything's blue. It's probably the best thing that's ever going to happen in Leicester. It was, it was buzzing. Um, so we're, we're all having a good time. We're in, I think it was called Revolutions maybe? No, Republic. I, I didn't have a number. Wherever Jamie Vardy's missus works with before she met Jamie yeah, Vardy, she was in there. Had about 30 different rooms, so it was, it was real good. Everyone's having a great time. Um, I think we just played Sutton Coalfield and got absolutely destroyed. There was hailstones, it was horrible. They had floodlights and everything. Yeah, they, I mean, Andy Stitch just right up. He just wanted good beer and somewhere to stand to watch a game. So we're in the nightclub having a good time. It's cheap because, you know, it's basically north anyway. <laughs> po- having a good time. Po- dancing around and uh, turn around to see two I won't say senior members of the club but very much the core of the club two of them and one is inside the other inside hang on a minute one of them is inside the other how do you mean please tell me it's not what I'm thinking I mean I don't know what you're thinking where your mind's gone to but essentially one of them has put the other one's phallus in his mouth phallus there's a phallus, there's phallus in mouth situation going on. Um, all right, that's rank. Yeah, it's pretty uh, So one player in the team, are these players who are still... Oh! We just killed a bird. No, we missed it. We missed it. <laughs> are these players who are still playing rugby now or are they a bit older? I'd use the term playing loosely. Okay, they're, okay. They're still, they still come to the club. But, okay, and we, we, can't, I mean, we can't get any names? I'm not going to give you any names. We're not getting any names, but someone has put someone's phallus in their mouth. One thing that was great about this, and I actually forgot about this a minute ago, we was on the tour the year after in Lille, I believe. Yeah. And another member of the rugby club was in charge of dishing out the punishments. And these two 
that were involved in the sexual act, let's be honest, um, are very well, or more than likely to end up in front of the judge during court. So they both go up there, it's great, and two t-shirts come out, and it just so happens that someone managed to get a picture of the sexual incident, so they had to walk around a little with a t-shirt, with a picture of, of the incident. Of the incident. Oh, nice. Which was great. That is so great. Half of Lumo <laughs> as well. Oh, nice. That is exactly what you want. The, I mean, the, the first thing that you want when you stick another man's phallus in your mouth is for someone to take a picture of it and you have to wear it on a t-shirt Absolutely all day. So ideal. that's a positive that's for everyone. For I can't believe this story. This can't be true. It is true. No, disgusting. Whoever you are, you're bloody disgusting. Um, so this, this episode is probably not for kids either. No, nah, not for kids. <laughs> Oh, well, actually, do you know what? I'll add a little bit to that Leicester story. Do you remember when uh, someone was kicking a balloon about in the street? A girl oh, was kicking a balloon about in the street or something. Great. So, yeah, obviously, and then, football, football <laughs> lifestyle, everyone up there is loving it. There's a girl doing keepy-ups with a balloon in the, in the street. And one of the forwards from the club, I'll give you that, he's a, he's a, he is a lump, decided to... He didn't like football. He's not a fan of football. So he rubbed, he tackled her into a shop window. <laughs> Nasty man. And she her boyfriend was, was watching. Who was boy, mad? Her boyfriend was real, real <laughs> mad. That was funny stuff as well. Not funny. That's horrible. Yeah, you should horrible. never do anything like that to anyone. But at the time, we may have laughed. We may not have. I'm not going to tell you. Well, Jake, what a drive time that has been. I can't believe the story that I've heard. And I'm glad that we got a little bit more of an insight into what you do in the build-up to a rugby match. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks very much, Tony, in the back for giving us your insight. No worries, mate. Willies. And uh, we're about to go and play Willies. So uh, we'll speak to you soon. Okay, welcome back to the Vigo Rugby Podcast. Um, we are recording a new segment today um, in, the, in the, the idea of trying to work out the best team uh, at Vigo over the last 50 years. Um, so we're going to talk to someone from each different era each week. Uh, and talk to them about the players they played with and try and get a, a 15 of players that they've played with of the best players uh, that have been at Vigo. So this week, first week, we are joined by Trevor Nunu. Trev, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for inviting me. That's all right. No no problem. Um, and I know you've had a bit of a think about some of these players that you're going to include in your team today. You must have played with a few over the years. Yeah, just a few. I've been here, what, 50 years. I've played uh, 35 years for the club. Is it, is it true you played in the uh, in the second ever season that Vigo existed? The second ever season, yeah. I joined in 1970. A bit lazy, didn't join in 69? No, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't know they existed in 1969. <laughs> Fair play. I was, uh, I was messing around in Denmark, I think. Mate, I'm, impressed, I'm impressed that you know what you was doing in 1969. <laughs> well, they say that if you can remember it, you weren't there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so let's, let's just get started. Let's fire straight into this team. So we, what I did was ask you for your... For like first 15 um, and possibly a bit of a bench of the best players that you could put together uh, a 15 at Vigo with and uh, what you got for us. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is that most of these players uh, uh, you've never heard of. I mean, they played a long time ago. There was, we've had some really good players. I mean, we had five county Colts players at one stage and I've put most of them in the side. But of course, being Colts, you don't know how they come on. You know, A mm. lot of youngsters, they don't come on, but... Yeah, Some of, of them did go on, so it's, you know. I mean, we, in the front row, we had people like Malcolm Bank, John Champion, the Canadian guy, Tony Birch, Matt Ival went on to play for Thanet Wanderers, I think. 
Lee Harrison played for Kent and uh, Scotland's students and Edinburgh, I believe, or Glasgow, one of the two. Yeah, we looked him up uh, online after I, I saw the name pop up and we, we mm. found that he had a pretty pretty serious rugby career oh, after yeah. he played here. Yeah, unfortunately, it was after he played here. So <laughs> Not surprising, though, to be fair, <laughs> yeah. if he was good enough to play for Scottish students in Glasgow or Edinburgh or whoever, whoever plays in the Scottish leagues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, with this lot, you know, once upon a time, there used to be a fight every week. <laughs> and these guys could really look after themselves as well. So it's, yeah. we don't have fights nowadays. It's nah, not allowed, mate. No, not allowed. <laughs> but, yeah. In the, the hookers were difficult. Is your Grassic? You're fine, mate. You're fine. Yeah, Grassic. I think you might have played with. I'm yep. not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Russell Walters. They're, they're both the same sort of player all over the place. And typical hookers. A bloody nuisance. You never like uh, to play against them. I was going to say, was the the other guy that you named? Was he a lot like Grassic, as in quite short and annoying? No, and no. Russell was quite tall, different? but he was uh, like Grassic. He'd get round the pitch, really intelligent. One of the best hookers I've ever seen yep. at a club. He could, you know, nose on the ground. He could still hook the ball back. You know, nice. a bit like Grassic. That's what you want. Second row, we had some big old lumps. Mike Anderson, one of our captains. Bob Cameron only played for us a couple of seasons. Tremendous. Andy Doe, the biggest hands I've ever seen, even bigger than Andy Hunt. Sure, and Andy sure Wilford, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Wilford is uh, probably the best second row I've seen uh, in this club. Again, if the rough stuff started, these guys would finish it. Yeah. Back row, we had people like Barry Clark, who would score 20 or 30 tries a season. He'd probably throw away another 20 or 30 because he was greedy, you know. <laughs> a guy called Bob. All the best back rows are, Trent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We had Bob Gartland, a tremendous back row player. Matt Clements, played for Kent, went on to uh, play Gray's End first team for Donkey's years after he left us. Number eight, Simon Cross, another Kent Colt. He was a really good player. We also had Andy Prizeman. Andy was a good player, went on to play a better standard than us when he left us. But Former former captain as well? Uh, yeah, he was another captain, yeah, so sorry, Simon Cross. His name on the board yeah. from... Uh, this might make Prizey feel old, but he was captain the year before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Prizey. Yeah. <laughs> in scrum half, you, you know, people like Stuart Spears, Mark Aaron, and Sean Holden. Sean Holden's another, uh, another county cult. Hmm? Really quick, really quick pass all over the place. Never stopped running. Tremendous player. Ten, I'd be tempted to pick Dave Oliver. Dave Oliver came along to us when I was captain of the third team. Mm. We were winning by 50 points every week. And they said, how, do you, how are you winning by 50 points? I said, you've got this little fat Welsh standoff. Can't <laughs> run, can't tackle. I mean, anyway, after a few more games of winning by 50 points, they decided to have a look at him. He went straight in the first team, stayed there for three years. So it's a little, I'm just going to just go back to what, how you just described him there for the first time. <laughs> little fat Welsh standoff. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't really changed. No. <laughs> there was another guy called Ray Palmer. He was a school teacher. He came to us. He was in his 40s. He played for the Canefi or somewhere like that. But he used to tell people what he was going to do. He'd say, right, Duncan, I'm going to kick to your wing. And I'd mm. say, they can hear what you're saying. He said, yeah, but I'll kick it accurately. Right. And he did. He was just amazing. Over Never tackled. Overconfident or he actually no, could just, do it? No, he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He was faulty though. Never tackled though. He said that's what flankers are for. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Centres, we had Stuart Turner and Steve Wilson in a unit. We called them the Bruise Brothers. They were really, really tasty, I'll tell you. Stuart the Beetroot Turner. Yeah, that we Stuart know the Beetroot Turner. He nice. was a good centre, I'll tell you. Was Tony he his Beetroot Spears. back then though? No. No. <laughs> no, it's before he started drinking seriously, you know. <laughs> it's Rosacea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosacea. <laughs> Tony Spears was really good. We called yep. him a squirrel. 
and he was oh, really? all over the place. Yeah, really oh. good inside centre. Nice. But Adrian Cox was probably the best I ever played with. Again, he left us to go to university, played for Swansea University, oh, and good, then stopped playing. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, good standard. I'd like to, like to yeah. hear when top players stop playing rugby for no. one reason or another. No, really sort good. Of a, a waste. On the wings, we had Marcus de Kuna, tremendous player. Fortunately, he left us to go to Argraves Union, which is a step down, Ooh. I think. But yeah, again, is, a well, county a player, down. but a quality player. Jamie Caton, I mean, Jamie Caton had pace like, you know, pace to spare. And he was brave. Yeah, he was quite brave, probably from his upbringing on Jippo sites. I yeah, imagine he probably got like it from yeah. something like that. <laughs> then the Ginger Prince, Emmett. I mean, Emmett could win you something from nowhere. A bit like Hunty does nowadays, really. Yeah. Is. He could, I'll tell you, the best could have been Luke Spears, but he was. He had a bit of an injury problem a lot of the time, Luke. He pulled his hamstring. Mm. He would probably have been the best, I think, if, if he hadn't been injured so much. My first ever game for Fargo, I, I had Luke uh, playing outside me uh, and gave him the ball about about 35 metres out. He had a couple of players around him and I looked up after I'd been tackled and he'd scored. He'd scored I don't know how he got there, but he, he made it, yeah. He was brilliant. No, a really good player, but as I say, unfortunately, you know, he had a bit of an injury crisis mm, yeah. each week. Yeah. Fullback between Andy Hall, that uh, again left us play for Groves then first team. Yeah, uh, and Jamie Bill, James Bill, a tremendous uh, yeah. fullback. Yeah, mm. and then you're leaving out people like Paul Gartland's a flanker, Graham Smith, old jock. Yep. When he joined us, he was in his thirties. He played for West Highlands, I think, something like. That. But he was a ferocious, oh, tremendous. I mean, player, I mean he's still yeah. a big guy now. I'm not yeah. sure if you know. I saw him actually play. We we played with him a couple of years ago mm. in Denhag, and he was still you know, yeah body on the line oh, smashing no, people you, about. And he's yeah. I don't know how old he is now. I wouldn't like to say, but he's still got it. No, <laughs> he, he was unstoppable. Twenty yards out, he was virtually unstoppable. Really good. Richard Oxby, another fly half, County Colt, Andy Higgins. I mean, Andy Higgins joined us as a wing forward, became a prop, and he put on a bit of weight. But my God, he was a strong prop and brave as light. Mm. Absolutely brave, tremendous. So, in the end, I picked out uh, from 15, Hall, Dakuna, Wilson, Cox, Caton, Oliver, Holden, Lee Harrison, Russ Walters, Tony Birch, Andy Doe, Wilford, Bob Gartland, Matt Clement, Simon Cross. On the bench, Grassic, Back, Anderson, Stuart Spears, Tommy Emmett, Barry Clark, Graham Smith. I'd love to have played with that lot. I think we I think we all would have. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, you know, it's all over fifty years, really. Yeah, you know, well, that's, that's what we want. That's, yeah. uh, that's what this segment's all about. It's trying to find the best team we could have possibly put together. Um, yeah. Is there? You, you know, you may need more time on this. I don't know, but is there any players that you watch now who you feel could have fitted into this the t- a team with these guys? Most or, of them, really. Yeah. Yeah, when you know, when you look you look at the present team, I mean, one they tend to be a bit fitter. The present team now playing the highest standard we ever used to play. I mean, most of these play. This is pre um, pre league, mm. so we were playing friendies all the time. But you yeah. play some good sides. We played London Scottish, Harlequins, London Welsh, yeah. Rostin Park. Obviously, they're lower yeah. sides. No, yeah, yeah, but they're the you know, sort of good yeah. sides, good teams. Yeah. But the, the, the team at the moment, I mean, you know, you look at Hunty and Stickins, LBS, you at number eight, really quick, a lot quicker than actually than Simon Cross. Um, Dave Winston's one of the best players I think we've seen at this club. Outside Will James, I think, is, will be. 
Yeah, oh, a tremendous we'll, we'll, fight. We'll keep that under wraps because yeah. we don't want him going anywhere. No. no. <laughs> but as I say, you know, it's a, it's a different era uh, mm. now. That yeah, of course. Hard to hard to work out. But hopefully we'll be able to break it down from everyone's selections over yeah, the next sort of nine months and see yeah. what everyone comes out with and see if there's any names that pop up more than others. Um, thanks very much for, no for coming in and giving no. us a quick history lesson. No, it took me uh, a couple of hours to put this together, actually. It was uh, once I started on one name, I thought, oh, what about him? What yeah, about yeah, him? Yeah, you know? So no, I've probably left out people like Stuart Turner that will probably be a bit insulted, but that's good because, no, it is. you yeah, know, yeah, that no. they had that drive, that determination. Stuart Turner had driving determination that, yeah, 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 commitment. There, you know, there's always going to be guys that feel like they could have made the team, but that's the beauty of asking a lot of different people. Is yeah, we'll, we'll work right. it out gradually. Uh, we'll yeah. put you in the freeze that week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much Cheers, for joining mate. us, Trevor. Nice, no, nice question. Thanks mate. very much indeed. Bye. Well, that is enough build-up. We have had Trevor's history lesson. We have had Piggy Blinders. We have had Breakfast Club. Now it's game time. Here we go. Vigo versus Old Willies. Alright, so it's half time. Vigo are winning 24-7. We are having, I don't want to jinx it, but one of our, our best games in recent years, I think, to be honest, in attack. But I'm, I want the incredible thoughts of someone else. And I'm standing here with Matt Lane, Matt LaCast. Matt LaCast, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Good, good, good. Not too bad. Thanks for joining yeah, good, us. Um, good. Give us some incredible thoughts that first half. Oh, how are you feeling? Well, I've got several incredible thoughts. Go for it's it. A, it's been a very good game, you know. You've got, you've got this team working well. I mean, I won't lie to you. A couple of changes has worked very well, very well. But uh, apart from a little bit of a biased referee, it's been a very good first half. Marcus, fantastic. Yeah, Marcus has been fantastic. Yeah. That definitely yeah. is, is on the top of the list of the incredible thoughts. Um, anyone else you can pick out from the game so far? Oh, there's quite a few people. Goose, also known as Angus. Yeah, he's playing very well. Yeah, all of them are playing game. very well. Yeah, all yeah, of them yeah. Playing very well. You can't knock it. Sticko. Would you say one to fifteen? This is is one of the better performances that you've seen in Vigo. Yeah, so far. Yeah. Obviously, we don't want to jinx it. We don't want to jinx it, but it is the best game I've seen. Have you got any other incredible thoughts in general? Uh, well, incredible thoughts. What goes through your mind right now? Well, right now, Will James running through. Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. I like it. That's, that is what we're going to go with for the rest of the game. Where there's a will, there's a way. There's a will, there's a way. And I hope that we can chat later after a big Vigo win. Do. And we've got a will, so there's a way. There is a way. Perfect. Cheers, Carsley. No worries. And that is it. Vigo have won. Vigo 45. Old Williamsonians 7. What a win. We're going to head into the changing rooms and try and catch some of the guys. Just a heads up. I'll give you an extra couple of seconds. Turn your volume down. It gets loud. Okay, I am in the Vigo dressing room after what I can only describe as one of the best performances in recent years. Um, that was a what was the final score to so go 45-7 a 45-7 win against Old Willies 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 Old Willies I'm standing here with Dom Carslaw once again didn't score a try but how did it feel Dom yeah good win good win uh, good to get out there with the boys um, set up a lot of tries again top playmaker um, so, do you think you're the top assist maker yeah Mesut Ozil that's me Mesut yeah. he scored today he scored, so maybe you should have as well. I'm just saying. Well played, mate. 
Um, I'm going to walk over to Sawley, who has put in another 75 minutes. 75 shift. minutes, baby. 75 Woo! minutes. How are you doing this, Sawley? I don't know. It's, uh, it's a mixture of just alcohol the night before, and that's pretty much it. And yet again, I anything else. And yet again, another one of the best performances I've ever seen you have. You have come into your prime. It's coming in. 30 years later. Your later years. 30 years later. They say that that's uh, your prime if you're a front row. So, well played, mate. Well played. Uh, we will come over to Hendo just quickly, who scored an unbelievable try. Breakaway intercepted from the nine. What was going through your mind? Just get hands on the ball and uh, put a head down. Run like yeah, hell. Run like hell, boy. <laughs> well done, mate. How did it feel out there, though? Did it, I mean, you looked at times like it was a walk in the park, but you got a lot of hits uh, in. Yeah, the uh, first 10 minutes, really intense. They came out fighting like hell. Yeah. But I think once we put pressure on them, found out that they didn't have much structure. They had a good few hitters, a good few big boys out there, but other than that, I think we just outplayed them. Yeah. We used our structure, used our heads a lot, which has helped, helped get us in the right areas of the park. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'd say best performance that we've done in a while, 10 out of 10. How do you feel about today, Dave? Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, but just sort of the structure was, was good in defence and in attack. The old bullies are, you know, they're a good, they're a good side, some some good players. So it was always going to be difficult, and the first 20 minutes definitely showed that we were in for a tough game. But fortunately, we managed to get a couple of tries, a couple of breakaway ones, and um, that kind of helped us pull ahead. So yeah, mate, it was wonderful to watch, mate. Well played out there. Big game, big game. It was hard work. Mate, you, had, you had a cracker again, mate. Well, Moving from the back row to the to 12 at the start of the game is not easy. Because changing position is, is a bit odd. But. Like like most games, I, I spend much of it very confused about yeah. where I where I where I should be. But you know, everyone everyone worked really hard today, and you know that's what's that's what's getting us through. Certainly the first couple of games is you know everyone working hard. Yeah, definitely. Well, people are getting dragged off the pitch because they're so fucking lucky. Yeah. So, oh. no, no, it was, yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. We've got the explicit mark on there, so it's fine. And mate, good luck for the rest of the week. Cheers, cheers, mate. Well done, Lewis Hepper, the man of the match for Old Willies. Well done. There's no round of applause. It's a bit weak from the Vigo crowd. Not very nice. Willies! Oh, Luke Henderson. Luke Henderson got man of the match for Vigo. Well done, Luke. There is. They're both on the chair and they're ready. Let's see if Hendo can stand up and be a man. Finish this off first. Oh, he's a quick boy. He's a quick boy. But he's spilt half of it down himself. Hey, well done. Hey, well done, Hendo. Well done, boys. Hendo probably would have won if the old Willys player had drank all of it rather than pouring it on himself. Well done, Luke. Can we have a quick word, Luke? Can we have a quick word, Luke? Get a quick word for the podcast. You got man of the match today. Yep. You're still burping, trying to get rid of that pint. <laughs> Choking on it, mate. Yep. How'd you feel about your performance, mate? Uh, what, are you do, what are you doing? Um, yeah, well, I played play well, got about the pitch, and uh, done what I had to do. Obviously, yeah. people noticed on the side, mate. 
Yeah, obviously, uh, obviously, get an eye. I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing it up. I'm going to have your pasty, but good, good, good. And who, um, who else do you think performed all right today? Well, I think Kexwell had a good, good game on the wing. The centres uh, had a good game. You know, busting holes. Centres. Who was in the centres that you thought was good? Winnie and Vint. Yeah. Oh, you got to say Winnie played well. He's the captain. Well, you want to get in the team again? Bum liquor. Ah, but what? Man the match. I mean, they're ready, aren't they? I ain't got to lick no arse. Well, maybe. I mean, unless you don't turn up to train. But to be honest, I thought all round today. We played well because of our structure. Our structure beat them today, so it's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's <laughs> noticed it, and yeah, everyone's definitely. now pretty high on the on the win, on the buzz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It was a great going in with a good attitude next week, and uh, just keep it going. I think. Yeah. Keep it good. Uh, do you have a girlfriend? Yes, I do. What's her name? Alice. Tell her you love her. I love you, Alice. Ah, <laughs> oh, well played. That was not a lot better than Phil Shakespeare's effort the other week. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, everyone agrees with your man on the match vote. Yeah. Um, what do you think the boys can do? This is a tough one to improve on this performance. Um, I think just keeping the ball a bit longer sometimes. Uh, after a few phases, I think we sort of panic a little bit. We we done it quite well today. We did hold the ball a lot longer today, but they today they weren't as good as Folkestone were around the breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're playing against a team that's good at the breakdown, we just not panic, keep the ball, keep going for our phases, and. Uh, Score off that. Fair play. All right, mate. Well, well played today. I can't remember the rest of the questions, but well done. You had a really good game, mate. Useless. Really good game, mate. It's just, I'm pressed. Sometimes I forget. You know, we all have bad days. But um, well played today, mate. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you. Sticko, sticko of the day. And as you just heard, it is Sticko's dick of the day. Uh, Sticko had a great game himself today. Well done, mate. Thank you very much, Nick. Who is your dick of the day for today? So, this week, it was um, a very close game. Well, not close in terms of the score, but uh, close in terms of there was there was a few mistakes through everyone, but obviously Mr. Robert Hayes got a yellow card for uh, high tackle, but oh, he, he uh, <laughs> in fairness the the guy fell over, so obviously you know things happen. But uh, secondly, on top of his yellow card, I hear he's been lying to his wife about training. Oh my God! So. I mean, silly, silly. We, we all know Fran, and Fran is not a woman to be messed with. So, Robert Hayes, be seeing you. RIP. <laughs> <laughs> words, of, words of advice for next week. Obviously, we have our, our three point improvement. Yep. Keep it low. Yep. Even if they slide, keep it lower. Yep. And just don't hit him in the face. Yeah. And also, can I have one? Of course. Don't lie to your wife. Exactly. <laughs> Essentials. <laughs> that is not just advice for rugby, that is advice to live by. Yeah. You've heard it here first. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Els, for your Dicko of the Day. So well done, Robert Hayes, for winning Sticko's Dicko of the Day. You can get your trophy when they turn up from eBay. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for teammates. And this week, I'm very excited because we're joined by... One of the legends of the club, Dave Wiltshire, much better than his son, <laughs> for starters. Dave, thanks for joining us, mate. No problem. Nice to be here. Now, we're going to do teammates, so what we do is we ask you a series of questions, and you just give us your answers. You take as long, long or as little time as you want. Okay. We're going to start off. Who's the quickest player you've ever played with? Quickest? At the club, at Vigo. Hmm. When I said take your time... Yeah, I know, I but I'm, just, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, all right, all right. I don't know, you know, I, there's a lot of quick players um, that I've played with, but um, 
I'd like to say Bob Fitton. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say yeah, Bob nice. Fitton, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Who's the slowest you've been played with? Jock, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no hesitation at all. <laughs> Our live audience here has laughed. <laughs> yeah, I think they know. Um, the hard man. Who, who's the hard man? And don't say you. No, either. I'd have to say two, yeah? Yeah, go on then. Higgy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, Or Bart Holden. Yeah, both of them are quite hard, actually. I mm. wouldn't pick a fight of him on a mm. pitch, for sure. Not Higgy. No. Um, I've seen him headbutt, John Talbot, really hard. Yeah. Uh, the most skillful player you've ever played with? I'd say probably Bob Fitton again. Bob Fitton, mm. fair play. Uh, the hardest hitter? Hardest hitter? If you say Bob Fitton... I'm not going to no, <laughs> say Bob Fitton. Um, Matt Griffiths. Yeah? Yeah, no, yeah, fair no. Play, fair yeah. play, Matt. I've not, I've not been hit by Matt. Oh, yeah. Um, look, who's got the worst dress sense of anyone you've played with a Vargo? The worst dress sense? Worst dress sense. Who dresses like an absolute knob? You can't say you for this one. <laughs> That's harsh, isn't it? <laughs> Worst dress sense. Um, actually, it's probably me to be fair. <laughs> uh, who, who's the Joker at Vargo Rugby Club? Who is the Joker? Um, what in the freeze or? Well, or yeah, general? who you played with in general? Who do you think? Um, actually, used to a long, long, long while ago, and used to play was a guy called Sean Gibbons, right? And he was a proper Joker. Yeah, but he's. Good guy. Yeah. Have you got any interesting stories about Sean, about, about uh, Sean, Sean Gibbons? What goes on tour stays on tour. Nick. That's true. Yeah. You probably shouldn't tell the story. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, who's your best mate at the club? Uh, probably Rob Jones. Ooh, friends. Rugby friends. And who's the longest in the shower? Um, longest in the shower? I'd say um, Dan Cooch. Dan Cooch? He just mm. takes a while to open himself up? Or? Yeah, because he talks. He don't stop talking. He just talks and yeah. talks and so talks. He, he, tells he, he, you how many tackles he's had and how many runs he's done. So, so it is yeah. actually t- like time scale wise yeah. his longest. Yeah. Don't clean himself, just talks. Huh? Right, right, right. Is there much to clean there? Uh, no, he's got smaller than me. Dang, you can't say things like that. I've seen it. It's just all right. It's fair size. Fair size. Well, he's fathered three children, so he can't right, have that back. Can't be it works. Thank you very much for joining us for Teammates, Dave. You're it's welcome. Been a pleasure. Man. You're welcome. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Excellent. Thank you. Battle bus breakdown. I'm joined by Jake French and Tony Whitehead for the battle bus breakdown. How are you guys? Good. Buzzing. Are, are jubilant, you, mate. Are you aching? Yes, indeed. I'm not surprised Nothing. because you put in an absolute shift. And Nothing hurts when you win, though. Just good. the headlines. What's the biggest turn-up of the day? Vigo just beat Old Willies. Willies! 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 45-7. Unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable statement. Biggest win margin all season by any team in London 3. League's there for the taking. We're, saying, we're going all out. We're, we're saying it's there for the taking. But there was some other games going on today. Um, Tony, can you read the results in James Clements BBC News style? James Clements BBC News style. Okay, here we go. So from the Gallagher Premiership on Saturday the 15th of September 2018, we have Exeter 35, Sale 18, Harlequins 32, Bath 37, Northampton 27, Saracens 38. 
Worcester 20, Newcastle 23. Oh, tight again for Worcester. They are literally a drop goal away every week. A lot of them are going the way you'd expect. With uh, Wasps Leicester at 3 pm tomorrow. Nice. I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago in this exact same spot about Worcester getting relegated, and at the moment it seems they are they are a team that is is sort of in relegation form, not just because they've lost three in a row, but because they're that team that just can't seem to win. Yeah. Like they're always close, but they can't get over the line, and you see that so much with teams that get relegated. They're not a bad side. But they just don't and seem to get over the line. Going to the championship bonuses. and smash it—that's like that's what the, that's why no other team ever comes up from the championship apart from the one that goes down. Because whoever goes down has got the talent to stay in the Premiership. They're just two percent away. It's that ninety-eight percent, yeah. and they go down to the championship and fucking dick people. Whitehead. That's what happens. Two thousand and seventeen, John Whitehead, ninety-eight percent. This morning, quick—I mean, I had a quick one on, on Piggy Blinders earlier. Um, New Zealand lost this morning in New Zealand to South Africa. Great game. Really, really good game. What a game. Also, Bowden Barrett, how do you feel? Yeah, he killed it for him, didn't he? What, yeah. what was he doing last minute? He's the best player in the world, but it's that one thing that's letting him down. So you say that, but is he the best player in the world? I think he is. I think he is. Mate, like, right now, the problem he's, is he's messed got, up you've today. Got a, you've, got a factor in that, you've got a factor in the kicking. The problem is, ball in hand, and his support, the problem is he's so quick and you don't get tens running support line. Yeah, he's so, so fast. But he's always there and that's why he scores so many tries because he's always there and he's got the pace to keep up. And he's always a threat because you can't give him any gaps. But, you know, penalties in front of the post he missed today. You say that, um, but I hear some people say Mark Lambert is the best player in the world. Lambert? <laughs> the, the Queen's prop? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mark Lambert, Absolute if you're listening. Absolutely <laughs> You know, people don't even know who you are. Sorry, Mark Lambert. Uh, <laughs> so the Premiership results, as expected, Saracens, another win. Um, unfortunately, Harlequins lose at the stoop. Obviously quite upsetting for, for us. Um, but bonus point and four try bonus point. Losing bonus point, four try bonus point. So they've picked up a couple of points, but it's not what you want, you I know. They'll be getting a roast in a training. I, mean, I think so. Gustard, I feel. Considering where he's come from and the standards that yeah. you hear Jones talk about, like it's obviously gone through his coaching. And before squad. that, he's at Saris as They're well. They're going right? to be getting so, an absolute fucking John Whitehead hairdryer treatment. Yeah, 100%. He wants the stoop to be a fortress where you don't lose, and they've just opened up and they've just lost. So it's unfortunate. They've got a couple of points, which is like, it's fine. They're not. You know, it's nowhere like the the issues at Worcester, but it's just not Quinns, you know. Um, let's move on. Tony, have you got the BBC Sports style newsreader results from London Three South East? I do indeed. London and South East Division. Hastings Three. and Bexhill, thirty-nine. Folkestone, twenty-nine. Bromley, twenty-five. Parkhouse. 20. Oh, Crowborough, 35. Blues, 31. Hellingley, 25. Paulborough, 33. Hell- Old Dunstonians, 35. Beckerhamians, 42. Vigo, 45. What? Old Williamsonians, 27. Uh, what did you say about Vigo then? 
was um, that was Vigo forty five. Jesus. Old Williamsonians. Seven. I'm not religious, but Jesus Christ, that is uh, a big win. Um, obviously, we've we sort of talked a little bit about our win. We're all pumped, but any other results that stand out? In our Folkestone one, I found quite interesting. What was the, it? Uh, Hastings beat Folkestone by ten points. Yeah, At Hastings, though. At Hastings, Hastings is a really difficult place to go. Yeah, and I, I thought Folkestone were a semi-decent, well, a decent team when we played right. them last week. So. To me, these results say everyone in this league everyone is about the same. Yeah, is, is, is it on a level? For me, the thing I noticed is that Crowborough and Lewis are our next two games, and they played each other today, and they there was three points in it, so they're very evenly matched. But you want the good news? They're evenly matched, but Willie's beat Crowborough last week. Yeah, so to me, that says both them teams, we're 50-0 it. Top of the league. And if you're from Lewis, <laughs> you're shitting yourself on you. Unlucky, Lewis. Yeah. Uh, goes fucking coming. We're Wild coming for you. Coming. We're coming for you, Lewis. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we got a bit pumped up there for a second. Yeah, sure. But yeah, but those are those were the results. And that was it. That's the breakdown. That's what you no, need to know. Vargo were brilliant today. I know Gravesend won today. Well done to Gravesend. New Ash Green won today. Well done to New Ash Green. Some say brilliant. Some are saying that that was... One Did old G's win? Yeah, old G's won today as well. First team appearance. Best ever first team games. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was good for most of the teams in North Kent. But they're saying that that is possibly the best Vargo team performance that has ever been seen at Swanswood, which is a big... A big, big accolade. Um, now, so now just become the most successful Vigo team. Equal, equal today. Two wins is equal I most successful. No, no, no. Well, it was two wins uh, and a draw, but um, we will ignore the draw. But we've just won like the second game, which makes us the most joint, most successful Vigo team there has ever been. We're also so one league. more win. Second Oh yeah, also we definitely never got second second in the league last Only time. Only three teams are two from two. Pulborough, Vigo and Bromley. And that is it. And it is between those teams that we'll get promoted, top two. That's it. That's what we're saying. Uh, <laughs> we're going to leave you there, guys. Um, all that we got time for now is probably final four. So thanks very much for helping us with those uh, with that battle bus breakdown, Jake and Tony. No worries. No worries. Catch Three. you next week. Willies. Yeah, catch you next Willies. week. So I'll leave you with our final thought. Solid performances in the twos and threes this week. And although they ultimately ended in defeat, still a lot of positives for the boys to take from those. Um, now, with the first team, if we thought last week was a small step forward, then this week was one giant leap. What an incredible performance. For the supporters, sky's the limit. For the players, stay humble, stay hungry. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please click the subscribe button on Apple so we can up our subscribers to the Viga Rugby podcast. This has been episode three. Where there's a will, there's a way. It's the Viga Rugby Podcast. We'll leave the last word to Big Dave Wiltshire. Yeah, why'd you make him Wiltshire? <laughs>